Hello and welcome back to Supercoach HQ. My name is Adam Russell and I'm joined at the table once again by Josh and Shorty. How are we, fellas? G'day, mate. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It was Shorty, your man, Lockie Neal, had a pretty good game. How are you feeling about his numbers? Yeah, I was pretty happy with him. He scored the 109 points, so yeah, you can't complain about that. I was pretty happy and I think um, yeah, he's certainly got a few more tons in him to come, I would hope. Yes, definitely. I, I I do like Lockie Neal, and I'm going to keep an eye on him going forward. But uh, Josh, you didn't quite have the uh, exact sort of results that you were after. But Elliot Yo, talk us through his game. No, it was a bit of a fall from grace for me this week, mate. But that's the game of Supercoach for it for us, isn't it? Um, he only scored 62 points. I didn't actually catch the match uh, over the weekend when they played up in Darwin, but um, I, I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, well, well, hopefully, and I had my man Marcus Bontempelli, and Marcus, I asked you nicely, get down and make some tackles and get on the score sheet, but you didn't, but uh, an 80 from Marcus, and you know, overall not a, not a bad score, but hopefully he can uh, improve on his numbers there. But Shorty, this week, that's what we're looking forward to, who are you bringing to the table this week? No worries, thanks mate, I'm, I'm bringing Basher Hooley to the table this week, we're having a bit of a look at the... Defence, you know, I think um, it's been pretty difficult to pick throughout the season and have faith in players, but I think Pooley is one of a select few that you can really bank on and he is one of the more unpopular ones at the moment. I think he's in about 10% of sides where, uh, say, Hodge and Heath Shaw are certainly more popular up away to the 25%. So, yeah, Hooley's been very consistent this year. He's had some big scores. Like he scored as big as any defender can with that 165 and the 150. As far as his... Poorer scores, which can kill us from a defensive point of view. He had a 61 a couple of weeks ago and a 59, but aside from that, all very respectable scores with plenty of hundreds in there. The Tigers are rolling nicely and looking like they've turned a bit of a corner and Pooley's done the same, enjoying his um, best super coach season for his career. So, look, I just think when you know everyone else is upgrading forward line, finalising their rough midfield, you can't really forget about the back line, even though it's been difficult. I think most have Shaw, a lot have Hodge, um, you know, sort of guys falling like McDonald, Smith. Can you really trust them? Probably not. Um, so Paul is at 476, and I don't think he's going to get too much lower. He might drop ever so slightly this week, but he's been pretty consistent. I think he's at a nice price considering he did peak at the 550k mark. So I think if... You need someone to finish off that back line. He's someone you can rely on. The other one's Liam Picken, who's probably the, they're the foremost reliable back line players. So Hooley is coming to the table for my mate and hopefully can uh, keep backing up those hundreds because he's certainly been a good pickup. He's risen a lot in price. So that's who I'm bringing to the table, mate, and I hope he uh, can score nicely for me because he'll make, make his way into my team pretty soon. Yeah, break even of 104. So you know, you'd expect him to st- stick around that probably just under 500k mark. But my only yeah. real concern over him is that he's never really posted those serious premium numbers. And I know this season things are a little bit more slim pickings, but does that concern you at all, Josh? Uh, I don't think so. I think this year he's shown that he can be consistent. And Rance scores well occasionally back there, and so does Grigg. So they've got some good scoring defenders at the minute. But um, I think the rule of thumb is he's a real barometer for them, in my opinion. When he plays well... They win, and they've been winning more games than they've been losing. So it seems like a pretty good pick from my behalf. Who have we got Josh. next to the table? This week, boys, I'm bringing Steel Sidebottom from the Collingwood Magpies to the table. He's been in a in a 
down in a bit of a pit at the minute, but he came back last week with 107 against arguably the best side in the competition, the Hawks. And he's dropped 126,000 over the last few weeks, so he's sitting at only 480,000. And I think that's looking at like a pretty tasty price because if you've got Watson, if you've got Sloan, if you've got Cripps, and you're thinking of moving in any of these guys on, it's pretty well a straight swap for any of those guys. So he's a, on the top of my watch list at the minute. Yeah, I, I do like Steele as an option. He started the season on fire with 136 up against the Brisbane Lions with that broken thumb. And when he came back from injury, he did quite well. He notched up that 116 and 120. He did hit that little bit of a form slump. But at that price and his past numbers, you know, looking back his last two or three seasons, has really averaged quite well 113 last season. At that price, it's hard to ignore. Yeah, mate. And we need, we need our premiums to have form drops. Otherwise, they'd all be so expensive, we wouldn't be able to afford any of them. So it's a real blessing in disguise. Do you enjoy the point of difference sort of look of um, side bottom? Because around that price, you know, Rockliffe's coming back and um, Salwood's fairly cheap still. And even some people might look at Jordan Lewis and feel like taking a gamble off his big game last week. Do you reckon side bottom might be a handy point of difference to end the season? Mate, you know me. I love the pods and he's <laughs> in less than 2% of sides. So jump on. Now, fellas, I've had a little bit of a dilemma this week at the table and I'm going to be a little bit greedy because I can't split these fellas. They play for the same team. They're both veterans of the game and they're uh, former premiums and I think they're back in form. And I'm going to bring Lee Montagna and Nick Rewalt to the table. I'll start with Lee. I saw their games on the weekend up against the, the Dismal Bombers. But Montagna, he's been super impressive this season. He's averaging 117. That makes him the... Top five averaging player in the competition. He's dropped over a hundred, dropped under a hundred only once this season with a ninety-one two weeks ago. But wow, just looking at some of his numbers: one hundred and thirty-three last week against the Bombers, uh, one hundred and thirty-one in there, one hundred and twenty-eight. It's just super consistent, and you know you, you're looking at these midfielders, and I can't go past Lee Montagna. He's just been too good this season, and I, I think he's in ripping form. No mention of um, the other midfield maestro at the Saints, David Armitage, at the minute, mate? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think Lee Montagna, he's sneaking under the radar a little bit. You know, you've got your Jack Stevens and your David Armitages floating around in that midfield, and I think Montagna, he's, he's enjoying a little bit of freedom. He's not getting that heavy tag that he would have copped maybe a, a couple of seasons ago. And oof, His disposal is as good as ever. Yeah, he seems to avoid that tag, doesn't he? I mean, it's interesting you say. I mean, he's on fire, but the tag often seems to hurt a potentially more line-breaking Stephen and Armitage. But, I mean, Montagna's damage is just as influential. So it's interesting, but his form is unbelievable. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, just quickly touching on Nick Rewalt, boys, he is back. If there was ever any doubts that he was uh, almost done, no chance. He's as good as ever. I saw him on the weekend. He was taking marks up on the wing. He even dropped back into the fence. And he, he did a really good job on pretty highly rated key position defender in Michael Hurley. And, you know, if you look at Nick Rewalt, he is only averaging 94 this season. But he did have that concussion game. But uh, that was a 22 up against the Crows. But if you take that score out of his, uh, his overall, he's averaging 103 this season. So it's pretty impressive numbers for a forward. And at his price and his... Past premium status, I think he's too hard to look past again. So those are my two Saints points that I'm bringing to the table this week.
Good stuff, man. And also, interestingly, Nick Rewalt, 10 goals, 2 for him in the, in the last three weeks. So, kicking pretty straight as well. Yeah, he certainly benefited with Josh Bruce sort of on fire. And um, he seems to be playing a little further up the ground at times and, and darting back. So, certainly using his great aerobic ability. So, yeah, you can't really question that, mate. He's, he's averaging beautifully. Yeah, I think that's something that's really helped Nick Rewalt this season. The uh, the Saints, they've got a couple of more avenues to goal. So it has allowed Rewalt to, uh, to push up the ground a little bit and take those those marks on the wing and get a couple of few cheaper possessions rather than sort of being that sit-at-home forward just kicking goals. And another point of difference, mate. We love it. Yeah, both those players under Nick Rewalt's in 2.8% of teams and Montana 2.5. So very unique options there. Very good, very good. Good stuff, boys. We, we enjoy that point of difference at the table, don't we? Very nice. Yeah, I think that's uh, quintessential to the table. We uh, bring a few different options rather than not looking at your obvious picks. And another very good week, fellas. Thank you, Shorty, and thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. As always, make sure you check out the Supercoach HQ website for all the great content. And we'll see you later in the week for our other podcasts.